Welcome to episode 31 of the Pit Box Podcast. We're back again with some more F1 content today. The season just started this week, and it's time to get back to it. So, as you guys will see if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we have a guest with us today. I got my boy Miles on. Hey, what's going on, guys? Follow me, Miles Brown two two two. What's up? Shameless plug. Making his Pit Box podcast debut. Yes. And of course, we have Sev and Chris, the usual suspects over here, ready to get back to it. So yesterday, first race of the season, Bahrain under the lights. And it looks like we actually have some things to talk about today. Pretty cool. So, of course, uh, well, if you're a Red Bull fan, fortunately, if you're not a Red Bull fan like I am, unfortunately, Max walked away from the field again, making it look like just about any other race of last year. Mm. Like Brazil and Monaco, (laughs) since he won damn near everything. Uh, and then, of course, Checo followed him up in second place, per usual. And then with the third place, we wasn't expecting this. Then mm. who's been on almost every team on the grid. Yep. Oh, a two-time champ, 99 podiums. Alonzo, back at it again. Now, this is something that I wasn't quite expecting, admittedly. Now, in preseason testing, everybody was saying, hey, this Aston looks pretty good. And I said, we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> and sure enough, next week came, and the car looked good. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you pay close attention to the sport, you'll know that over the, the offseason, Aston had actually picked up uh, one of Red Bull's Arrow guys, like someone that used to work with Adrian Newey, and that's why the car kind of resembles a Red Bull a little bit. Some of the concept, clearly the man didn't forget what he learned when he was at Red Bull. Um, and then also the thing that's kind of funny is that they were able to beat Mercedes and they had Ben's parts on the car, <laughs> like the suspension. Mm. And they used their wind tunnel and mm. they were beat them. Now, of course, Lewis had finished fifth. Um, Lance had finished, Sir Lance Lott <laughs> had finished right behind him. And then old Georgie boy was right behind Lance. Um, other than that, some of the other not- noticeable things that happened, uh, McLaren had a terrible day at the office. The control reset on Oscar's car just straight up didn't work. My man came in he gave him a new steering wheel. Admittedly, that was one of the quickest wheel changes I might have seen, even though I think his mechanic fumbled getting it on the, the quick release a little bit. But then I don't think he actually moved out the box. <laughs> like, he kind of just sat there. I was yeah. like, all right, is the car going to restart? Will I see any fumbling with the switches? Will anybody here do anything? No? Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so then that was in his day. And then Lando's in the pits every five laps. Man had like six pit stops practically. Hydraulic issues. I'm like, what are they refilling over here? They're refilling the hydraulics with what? 
Like, <laughs> like someone just walked over with a can to the back of the car uh, every every five laps. And then he goes back out. You got to come back in. Okay. And I'm like, all right, well, this is a waste of time, but whatever. So then uh, the only other noticeable thing, Pierre had a really good day in his first race with Alpine. He gained like 11 positions. Pretty sure he finished in the points. You know, he started uh, right at the back of the field, which is pretty impressive, especially when you debut uh, with the team. But obviously the main event was the moves that Fernando had put on both George and Lewis and Carlos because he, he dusted them. Yeah. Uh, besides that, speaking of Ferrari, Charles uh, seems like he had an yeah. issue. I don't think it was an engine problem because the engine was still on. As, like, I believe was- it was some sort of electrical issue. Yeah. And I actually heard that it's a, it's a pretty big one. Like, uh, uh, basically what happens is whatever they replace, you only get two of them a season. And uh, before you start getting penalties. So they, oh, they wow. replaced the one before the race started and he still pooped out like around like the last couple laps of the race. And, yeah. So he already has one of those replaced in the beginning of the season. He has one more before he's going to have to start doing penalties. And yeah, so not a great start to the season for sure. Not what he wanted. Now, personally, oh, yeah. I think most of the the parts penalties in F1 are a joke anyways <laughs> because they all end up having to take penalties for the end of the season anyways. So I kind of feel like they should rewrite that rule or give them another engine, whatever. But we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about that later. But, yeah, so for the most part, to summarize yesterday, if it wasn't for Alonzo, it would have been a relatively dry race. Relatively uneventful. Max was so far ahead of the field. Again, it looked like right. last year. And he I was about to say, I feel like they stopped recording him too. Yeah, because there was nothing. So it was like, all right, yeah. see you later, Max. Yeah. They nothing. just let him drive. Like he just drove pretty much. He, he did could have one of us in that car and you know, we probably would have won too. So, <laughs> so like it, it wasn't really much of a race for him. Uh but yeah, but what I really what it's all about, obviously, is Aston. So, as already said, they have uh, some new people at the team, not just someone from Red Bull, but I know they poached somebody from Mercedes as well. I can't remember who. Really? Mercedes parts. The car is looking good. Do we think their pace will be sustained, sustained throughout the season? <sighs> Yes and no. I think I think uh, I think they're gonna have a pretty good uh, season overall. Like I think this is probably gonna be one of their better seasons ever, and hopefully they'll be able to carry this momentum on. I like seeing the green car uh, pace around, but honestly, I can't imagine Mercedes and Ferrari are gonna like take that much more. Like you know, I remember uh, one time uh, I heard from i think it was like 2015 where they developed the car to be like like and i'm talking about ferrari um they developed the car to be like a second and a half or like close to two seconds faster by the end of the season like overall and and they still were like a second or so off of mercedes (laughs) you know what i mean so i think they're gonna develop the car okay but mercedes and ferrari are gonna develop this car like 
like nothing. You know what I mean? Like they they just have the the resources to do it. Aston Martin does too, but they still haven't built their factory. Um, correct me if I'm mistaken. So I think I think they're going to do their best, but I can't imagine that. I, I think they're going to be the best of the rest. That's what I'll say. I think they've kind of taken McLaren's place. Well, that's that's where I feel like. But, but let me ask you this though. Clearly, if Red Bull's the best, do we consider the rest second place on? Kind of. I think. I think, in my opinion, there's there's first place Red Bull. Obviously, they're they're first place. Like you know what I mean. And then there's kind of. I think Ferrari. I guess is that second. Like pretty clear of Mercedes. I think Mercedes is still third, in my opinion. Aston Martin, hear me out, guys. Hear me out. I saw a little people were like, like, Aston Martin is definitely quicker at the moment, but like Mercedes's team, like you got to remember, they they literally won like eight team championships, like <laughs> like back to back. Like they're gonna they're gonna outdevelop Aston Martin like circles around them, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I I think it's not gonna be too long either like within the next couple races you should see them like you know they're gonna battle with Aston for a little bit but I think they're more of like a subtle annoyance at this point we'll see we'll see that you know who am I to say but I don't know what do you guys think Seb take it away my guy <laughs> I don't know I mean I am no F1 engineer by any means I'm not and a basic engineer by any means but judging by the Mercedes pace, I feel like they'll be the, they'll represent the top half of the midfield alongside Aston Martin. I don't know. I feel like they may have taken a gamble with the no side pods. I think mm-hmm. that like, their design strategy might be kicking them in the ass right now. And it's making them a little harder to catch up. And I feel like it's, that's the type of commitment you have to do to like the philosophy of a car that you have to go full send for. Cause you're basically designing the rest of the car behind like the no side pod strategy. I don't think it's working for them. I don't think it worked last season. I don't think it's going to work this season. I think when you hear Lewis Hamilton's radio message at the end when he was going to Park for May, he admitted, he's like, we have a lot of work to do. We had a good race. It wasn't where we want to be, but we have a lot of work to do. And like, you can just hear the tone in his voice by going like, just by just thinking like, yeah, okay, this, it, he, they definitely aren't at the pace where they used to be where you're seeing like Red Bull right now. Like, honestly, we should be seeing Red Bull and Ferrari go toe to toe like we did um, yeah. when Lewis's championship got taken from him. But I don't know. I think Astrid Martin is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I have to give Stroll a lot of props. I'm usually critical of the kid, but judging by him getting into that injury and then him pulling out to, to like really hold it down at that race, that was... Yeah. That was impressive. That was impressive. Yeah, yeah. sure. He almost really screwed it up on lap one when he almost dive-bombed into a He lot did. Of he did. He locked up. It wasn't like he, – he legitimately hit Alonzo. Now, it wasn't an airstrike, but he did hit him. <laughs> I mean, he hit him pretty hard. See, like, honestly, yeah, I was to make surprised the back wiggle, man. Yeah, like, I'm surprised nobody's, like, Axel got, like – you know what I mean? Taken out like that's really all you need in a like in a in a car like that. But apparently that car is pretty strong compared to some of the others. I, I mean, I feel like if you would have hit a McLaren, and that car would have. You know what I mean? Like you know, 
the whole like, dive plan would have blew up. <laughs> like, you know, these new affluent cars, the tanks. We saw Alonzo catch air, land, hit a wall, and then still finish in the points. Like, I, true, I don't know what you're doing, yeah. the car is, but That's these things are strong as hell. Very true. Yeah, you couldn't do that to a Haas. <laughs> yeah, no, they would have been in pieces. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that would have been cut, done. Oh yeah. I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely say that you know, with Red Bull in its current position, uh, based on the way that they they performed last season, I would say that there's a lot of catching up to do uh, with the other teams as far as driver development and car development. Um, as far as who we'll see in, like, I guess, the the front pack, so to speak, I still think it's going to be, you know, the Red Bull, uh, the Mercedes, and Ferrari. I think the one that's up for debate is definitely the Aston Martin. I feel like, yes, they have a well-developed car, but the drivers themselves still have to kind of prove themselves to be that consistent, high-performing level driver that the other teams have. So I'm curious to see how it all unfolds, honestly, throughout the season, because this first race definitely gave us a really good taste uh, as far as, you know, how how well the, the Aston performs. I mean, if you saw that pass, of course, everybody saw that pass that's watching this, hopefully. Uh, and if not, run the replay, because that 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 pass was actually sensational. Um, yeah. You know, he 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 tried to he tried to go for it the first time. Lewis wasn't having that. But then he, he hit it with a different approach on the following corner. It's rare to see a, a Formula One driver try to go back-to-back corners making an aggressive move like that. So definitely, like Steve said, that was the most exciting moment of the race for sure. Uh, you know, the rest of the race, it seemed like the guys were mainly cruising around. And honestly, mm-hmm. um, I was a little bit upset at, you know, where Hamilton was placed. But now I can see, as you guys are mentioning, as far as where their vehicle stands relative to the others, they're kind of not in that same threshold that they used to be with Red Bull, kind of like what Seb was saying earlier. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for me, I think especially for the, I think at least for the first half of the year, Aston's definitely going to be up there because it's going to take Mercedes probably like five races. Uh, thinking they said Emila is when they'll probably have like a real, real upgrade. So sure, the car will continue to improve, but everybody's car will continue to improve until that point. Right. It's, you know, it's one thing to close the gap to Ferrari and Aston, and then it's another thing to make that leap up to Red Bull. And when right. you think about, you know, Mercedes is championships and nothing. No one cares about finishing fifth. You bringing home trophies or what? Right, yeah. exactly. It's all or nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like with with Aston, again, like just seeing the passes that Alonso was able to put on both Lewis, George, and then Carlos, and then the, to to pass Lewis and Carlos, and then dust them. It's like no, no, no. This is a legitimately fast car. Because if you right. if you look at the pass he put, well, the, the first pass on George was pretty damn nice. But then the pass on Lewis, that really showed like how much grip the car actually has. Yeah, that showed the car performance for sure. I was like, like that nine the whole circuit, and he pulled it off there. Yeah, yeah. like in that nine ten section, like yeah. typically you would take that line that Lewis took. 
that right. line right on the edge of the marbles and then cut it in because you got the long straight there. But for Fernando to be able to just dart in on him, he didn't lock up any wheels or anything, got Nothing. the ball no wheel slip. slip, and then hit the gas and was able to bounce. It was like, yeah, like that's that's a legitimate race car right there. And one of the areas that Mercedes was told about that they, that they struggle is actually putting the power down uh, coming out of the corner. And you can see clearly, even though Aston has the same engine and the same rear suspension and like the same gearbox, like it's this uh, it's working for them. Which I know Mercedes got to be a bit embarrassed that they got beat yeah. by someone using all their stuff and their wind tunnels, right? <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, like that showed how good the car is. And then even if you look at Lance's performance, uh, while uh, Lance both has moments of wow, this guy can really drive. And then you have moments of, wow, this dude needs to be on the couch with me. Uh, he, <laughs> considering this dude has like, what, one or two bad wrists and a broken toe to be able to drive the way he And he's still can. driving. That's crazy. Like, All right, like, that's a good car right there. Because that's, yeah. that's not Jesus driving that car. But <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a good car. It's a good race car. Yeah. And, you know, again, with the- I think it's also really good on its tires, too. I mean, like, that's that's one of the things that's really important is like, like when you get that one race where, you know, Verstappen, you know, he qualifies, doesn't get to qualify because they have to make some sort of crazy change or you have some sort of situation where Perez gets off or whatever. I think that Aston Martin for sure right now will be there. Like, you know what I mean? I think like. uh it's definitely the dark horse car of the season for sure. Like just because of how good it is. Like you see how it started to, to go through the Mercedes and through the Ferrari, especially the Ferrari, because we, we all know that the Ferrari's not really good on those tires anyways. You know what I mean? So that car just alone, like, yes, it's quick, but being like good, like quick throughout the, like a race stint is so important. And I think, I think that car, that's why we're seeing like, you know, uh, it'll because that car was really making more passes throughout like the the later parts of stints. You know what I mean? I I, I felt like right where uh, yeah. the cars where you see the the tires starting to wear out and the they're not necessarily setting like purple sectors anymore. You know they're they're just kind of getting into like a race groove where that car is just like continuously going. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's where they they really they really like did their thing there. Like the car is just good in terms of like like drivability wise like it still feels good after their lap 20 you know what i mean like where maybe a mercedes or a ferrari feels might feel like a pig you know after after so many laps where on the first lap it felt great you know what i mean so i'm very curious to see how they run into different like races and stuff like very what i'm very curious to see with aston is how they do at monaco you know what mm. i mean I feel like if they qualify qualify well in Monaco, then we can say it's a casco. If they qualify like tenth in Monaco, then I feel like we know where where it really is. You know what I mean? Our eighth or so, like that. You know what I mean? I, right. I, you know, I'm very curious to see what it does there because that really shows like where the downforce and like where the the uh, not only the downforce but the uh, what am I trying to say? Help me out here. The the corner aerodynamics. Huh. Aerodynamics? No, not the arrow, but uh, also, corner. 
Corner <laughs> speed. What is it? Corner speed. No, it's um basically the the way the car is with without aerodynamics. So I'm trying it's to say uh, great line speed. It's, it's ability to oh, turn. It's, it's mechanical grip. You're looking for mechanical, mechanical grip. There you go. Right. Steven. To the rescue. <laughs> That's where we'll see, like, I think where, like, where the car truly is, I feel like. I'm very curious to see where it does there. I think, I think to be a little bit premature there, I think we'll see that in Baku. And I, I say that also because Baku is one of my favorite tracks. And it's also, I think, I think it's third up in the roster this year. And it's also the, I think McLaren also have a huge upgrade package, like a massive upgrade package for their car for Baku. And I, I, my fingers crossed for them because I think everybody knows they need it. But to your point, yeah, I think with that track, considering that it's like going to be the first track that's like a street track where you're really going to be tested, like drivers are going to be tested in terms of their like technical ability, just because that right. even the castle section in itself, like Carl's Charles probably or it still has PTSD from that section too. Um, so to your point again, like even with the Ferraris and considering their abilities there, like it it seems like they've got another car that's really strong in qualifying but when it comes to race pace they just don't have the reliability there so yeah definitely just to uh clarify the schedule next up is saudi arabia hate that track then we go to australia (laughs) then then miami then emila you don't like jetta no i think that's (laughs) the stupidest track ever (laughs) For multiple for multiple oh. reasons, I think that track is stupid. Wait, all right, hold on, real quick. Sorry, sidebar. Yeah, Jetta or Miami? Right oh. away. I like. I, yeah, I like, I'm digging Miami too. Miami. Sorry, our overseas friend. No, no hard feelings. <laughs> I don't even like <laughs> Miami. I'm Sam. I. I <laughs> bro. I, I don't even think Saudi should be on the schedule. Give <laughs> me a real track. For real. Just pivoting back real quick. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody started the race on uh, on the soft tires, no? Except K Mag. Yeah. yeah. K How do we feel? How do we feel about that? About. Uh... Do we feel like that there should have been more drivers that started off on the harder compound, like? For example, do we feel like maybe Lewis could have had a competitive advantage if he started off on the harder compound because the degradation would have been less over time and he would have had uh, to push his pit back? Like, do nah. we feel like that would have changed the, the race at all or not necessarily? I feel like, I feel like when you uh, – it's kind of hard. That's a hard one, right? Because, I right. mean, if your car isn't very quick, then you need to just be kind of as quick as you can to fight the car in front of you, like – like if your car is already slower and you're gonna start with like maybe all right I'm gonna be slower here and then slower at the front like or or not slower but uh, maybe try to get quicker later I don't think it really works anymore like how it did maybe back in like 2012 or so like you know what I mean mm. like you had like a like two tires to run with where now you have three you know what I mean it's True. like I think the strategies are just a bit different now and like the way the the way the uh, the red tire is now. Uh, the soft or the super soft or whatever they call it now. Um, I think the role that tire plays is much as much higher than it than it used to be. You know what I mean? So, you know, right. 
it, it really depends. Like the leader, I think too, like I think the leader of the race really like, like the faster guys, it really depends on what they're doing. And then like you guys need to kind of figure out what you guys are going to do. Like, you know what I mean? So True. I'm sure that, that like if, if they saw Red Bull going out on mediums, I, you know, maybe that would change the strategy a bit. But at the same time, maybe everybody would go back on softs and, and try to try to take a nab at Red Bull. But I'm sure the quick like Ferrari would have definitely went out on mediums if they went out on mediums. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Maybe Mercedes would go on softs thinking they could have a chance, but they they probably would go on mediums too. And then like you'd start to see different a little bit more variation. But you saw Red Bull do it, so we gotta we gotta be there. We gotta be as close as we can to these guys just in case something happens so you know that's I don't, why that's why i think they did that i don't i don't think it would have made a difference just because of how far ahead <clears throat> alonzo was over carlos and lewis i think if yeah. it was close like if they finished right on each other's bumpers then it'd been like yeah. all right well you know maybe if we switch the strategy in the beginning but alonzo put it on them eh. He 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 kind of smoked them once he cleared Carlos. So, yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering if it would have if it would have made an impact if it was like, you know, done immediately in the beginning of the race. I wonder mm -hmm. if we would have had the same outcome or if it would have had a if it would have had a different outcome just because you know in the beginning of the race for the most part, turn one everybody's just looking to clear without making any contact. You know what I mean? So you have a little bit more time to kind of wear down the harder compound to get into that grip threshold. You know what I mean? In comparison mm -hmm. to the softs where it's like you, you're kind of starting almost in the threshold of grip level, like right off the bat. Yeah. And everybody, everybody came out, you know, and uh, on the softs and like, you, I think everybody started coming into pit around like, like lap 12 or 13 or so. Right. so which is weird, definitely. I think I think you're uh, I think you're kind of onto something there for sure. Because like it used you to see be what I'm saying. Of, it used to be like people would start out on like the kind of whatever tire was next for yeah. the race. Like you, even in qualifying, you know, they would qualify in Q1 with the 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 softest tire, and then like Q2 they would do like you know whatever tire they wanted to run, which was usually a somewhat harder tire but still pretty soft. Right. And then they uh would go out for Q3, Q3 back on that super soft tire again. But, uh, you know, I think I think it's just the way the tires are nowadays, especially since they're completely different than they used to be. I mean, now you have like an 18-inch rim, you know what I mean? That are, is it, is it 18? It could be bigger now. Right? I think it's 18. But uh, now the tires are just different, you know what I mean? So it's a different philosophy that goes into that. And then also the cars are different too. I mean, they use right. downforce in a completely different way. So, sure. I think yeah. that, you also take into account that Bahrain's surface is a bit more abrasive and aggressive yeah. than like the regular Grand Prix track or even mm -hmm. the street surface that they, they go to. Uh, but right, yeah, a lot of people went straight to hards right after that. So. Yeah, like everybody's computer had the same program for the fastest race time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they all had the same algorithm. Yeah, so like, it's hard, hard. Okay, like, but yeah, and you know, you, you have to use two different compounds at least during the the race as well. So, yeah. Is it? Oh yeah, two like the one you start with, and at least one more. I guess. Yeah, yeah, you gotta use two different compounds. 
I know mm-hmm. for qualifying, they had a, a particular rule about, um, like, you know, you had mentioned how they were using different compounds throughout qualifying. I can't remember what the rule was, but they changed it now, which is why they pretty much just use softs all of, all of quality now. Mm. Really? I thought they had it like uh, Q2 was like what you started on. It used to be that. It used to be that. Really? Uh, so it's not regulated the same anymore? Yeah, I think they changed it because I think Charles mm. might have started on a fresh set of slicks, whereas everybody else had at least a few laps on it, I believe. Uh, yeah. You need a fact check. <laughs> gotcha. Yo, while you Google that real quick, let's just talk briefly about uh about uh Russell's commentary, man. Homeboy was getting a little frustrated, huh? Yeah. <laughs> in, the in the beginning of the race, he started yelling on the mic, like, what's going on? I think he had to uh I think that showed a little bit of a driver immaturity. And I think uh in my opinion, he should have exercised a little bit more patience you know, waited for a potential window or kind of like what the announcer has said, continue to apply pressure to show the team that, hey, maybe we should make a switch if necessary, you know? I felt like that was a little bit, uh, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. premature for him to kind of <laughs> go off on the mic like that. What do you guys think? It was very I... Yuki of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. that did remind me a little Yuki. <laughs> I think he's a really good... Uh... Me personally, I, I I don't really mind it as much. Like, yes, I like Lewis is my hero. So like, you know, any sort of like backlash to Lewis, I'm like, what? It's like, you know what I mean? Like, what you say? Like, one more time? Like, you know what I mean? But you know, I think Russell is a is a very like, I think he's very slept on. You know what I mean? And I think he's a very like, kind of he's up there to me with like Verstappen and Leclerc. Like, in my opinion, you know, some people might disagree. But I think he's, I think he's up there. And I mean, honestly, you know, those, the cars still, you still get like a wake effect behind other, uh, behind another car. Like it's, you're not really, I don't think they're really ever going to get rid of that. You know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be kind of a, a function of just how it works with those cars. I think just like high downforce cars, just because one's going through the air and then the other one is doing it's trying to do the same thing you know what i mean but uh right i think i think you know it's okay for you know this driver who's coming up and to like look at lewis like when he first came in like 20 uh 2007 uh how he treated fernando like he he did not back down to him i don't think george russell should waste his opportunity in a in a fast car to you know be the second the second guy you know what I mean? I, I think he should try right. every every time almost he gets a chance to to try to get in front of Lewis or try to try to try to really, you know, do what he can to 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 beat him. You know what I mean? Because let's be let's be honest, you know, I think F1 is like a it's a it's a momentum sport too. You know what I mean? Like Red Bull is gonna continue to win because they have the momentum, I think. You know what I mean? So I think it's the same with the drivers. It's like the better you do, the more backing you get behind you and the more people kind of, oh, look at him. He's great. He's he's a winner. He And that, like, I think that plays into it a bit. You know what I mean? I think you need right. to to go up against the, the seven-time world champion and test yourself, push yourself. You know what I mean? So to me, I, 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 think, he, I think he needs to be showing that, you know, he's just not going to play 
you know, Lewis, Lewis's pedestal. You know what I mean? He's not going to, he's not right. going to do that. I don't think he should. You know what I mean? I, I think he should, he should be present, speak up, which he does. I think, you know what I mean? I think he should speak up for himself and, and, you know, Mercedes right now needs to be able to like get back to where they were. And I, I think, I think you're going to need someone to kind of take charge. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying Lewis can't do that. Obviously he's, he's done it before. Why not again? But hmm. maybe a fresh new take on it is what they need. You know what I mean? So hmm. I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Okay. Seb, how you feel? Yeah, I think to your point with the momentum thing, F1 is definitely a, a sport that relies heavily on driver confidence. Mm -hmm. So, like, the more pace you can put behind that car, it's, I think it's directly correlated to the amount of confidence you have, not in just yourself, but also the car. Um, I think we saw that with Alonzo very clearly this race. I I, I, I also I would have to agree with you as well. I think there's a lot of pace behind George. I, I don't want to yet put him in the category of a Verstappen or Leclerc just yet. Um, but I, I definitely think, I, I still think he has a little bit more to prove in order for me to put him up there with those guys, but mm -hmm. he definitely has the potential to get there. I think this season is, is going to give him the good stage to prove that. Yeah. But I, I think overall he had a decent race, but just curious to see how he continues that momentum. And yeah, like Chris, good point. Like, the spiciness on the radio, like what, what's going to happen after that? Like, is he going to continue with that? Like, is that him, like, you know, speaking with his chest and like trying to like shove his elbows out there a little bit and try and like make his voice known? Or was that just like outright frustration that he just couldn't channel? And, you know, it's right. Like, lap of the race, like you got what, like 66 more laps to go. Like, you know, exactly. The exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, uh, that's actually the, the part that I was really harping on was mainly how quickly it happened. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like he needed to exercise a little bit more patience, you know, continue to apply that pressure, not lock up, you know, and cause potentially a flat spot on the tires and conserve his tires more and just patiently wait until he finds that gap. I definitely agree with Miles as far as, you know, he's definitely developing as a driver and having Lewis as a teammate it almost forces you to be at a certain level because you're, you're, you're with one of the greats, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So at the end of the day, you're driving with the same team. You have to perform at a certain level. So I just felt like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it could have been, it could have gone like a different way or, or maybe he could have exercised a little bit more patience. Steve, tell me, uh, tell me how you feel. Cause I know Lewis is, 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 is the man, <laughs> is your man. <laughs> well, look, let us know george is a dog <laughs> that's a that's a dog right there listen he has the ingredients to be a champion of course only time will tell uh if or when that will happen but um i wasn't even necessarily that mad about the message because uh, i'm thinking about it like okay he has lance right behind him Obviously, we're aware now that that's a fast car, even in Lance's hands, which his wrist is broken. The car is so fast and the broke toe, right. and it's still it's still faster than than his car. Um, so, I mean, I was thinking about it like, all right, I don't I don't know if uh, if Lewis is 
not going all out to try and preserve the tires because obviously for Mercedes, their tire wear is a bit worse than Naston. So I'm like, I don't know if he's taking it easy. And of course, like that's backing up George, who is then mm. backed up into a faster car. So I kind of just took the messages more so, yo, tell my man, he got to step it up. Because right. It's on the gas now. Okay. And, you know, okay. <laughs> you're going to make me a sitting duck. Yeah. Uh, Which he seemed to do. It seemed like he did get, you know, he moved up a little bit further, or maybe not moved up, but like he's, you know what I mean? Like he, he didn't start driving a little faster. He, yeah, he acknowledged he, it. He was like, all right, here we go. Yeah, he, he did start <laughs> driving a little faster, and then George did lock up, which yeah, that gave him all, all the space. But, the, you know, Lance ended up getting past him anyways, which he would have because the Aston was just the, the faster car uh, on the day. So I wasn't really like, offended by what he said didn't really look too much into it. It was like, all right, well, he got a fast car behind him. He's a, a slow car, a sitting duck. He's just trying to make this as hard as possible for Lance to get by. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't like, all right, well, he's okay. Gotcha. too aggressive, whatever. Like, bro, he's racing. Like, he's a dog. <laughs> like, you know, if you've seen how this man races, like, yeah, he, he's with the shenanigans. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially watching him come up from Williams, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's done his dues, and I think he's ready. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think he's ready. Um, I think, honestly, if you put him in, like, a fast car, like, I mean, think back to what, what car was he in? Was it the W11 or was it the 12? Um, I think it was the 11, right, uh, that George Russell, he got a chance to drive oh, when he first got COVID. And he was an absolute animal, dude. I mean, like, he was killing me, yeah. I think if you, like, honestly, all these drivers are animals. That's why they're here, right? And I think, yeah, like, they gotta you, be. Give, you give these drivers the car that they need and, and they'll do it. You know what I mean? Like, George Russell, he, he's worthy, in my opinion, of, of a championship. I think he's, I think he's ready. You know, he just, he needs to, to, you know, just get the car under him, just like, you know, just like a lot of drivers in the field need a, a good, a better car under him. But I am definitely curious to see what they do this season, for sure. I think, I think this first race, you see, you'll see the first race of the season and kind of think, wow, this is the order. This is how it goes. And then, like, you finish the season, you're like, dude, this finished completely different than what I thought. Mm-hmm. This, that, that's, that's a good point, too. It's a long yeah. season. A lot of time for things. Well, time will tell for sure. I just want to give a quick shout out to Logan Sargent, the the American rookie. Homeboy had a great race. I think he started, uh, I think, 16th on the grid. Ended up, I believe, ended up 12th. Yeah, yeah. I think 12th. Yeah. He made places. He kept it clean in a Williams. Mm-hmm. I, so, like, hats off to him. Debut race did a very good job. So curious to see what he's capable of for the rest of the season too. And now Albon also had a great race too. Yeah, Albon did did pretty well to finish. And you know, like what a big boost that has to be for Williams to finish first, like first race out the gate with points. Like, okay, we got points. Like usually it's right. like dude, we gotta like it's usually rare. This almost over. We gotta get at least one point. Like you know what I mean? Right. Like, 
but literally like starting out the gate with a point is like so big for Williams. I think like I, I'm very happy for them. I, I'm very curious to see where they go. I'm sure it won't be like that much higher, but I'd like to see them like fighting again, doing good things again. I can't like even say podium. I can't like I can't even say it. But uh, I would like to see them there eventually one day, right? Yeah. yeah. Their car looks really boring, but other than that, hey, you know. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, Williams, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the cars were pretty boring. I think this this season, a lot of the I noticed that too. I felt the same. I, I felt like the liveries are just not doing it. Me. Like the Mercedes was kind of cool, I guess. Um, that mobile-ish. Yeah, like, the Mercedes is probably the best one out of the season. I think just looks wise, but um, the Ferrari kind of gave me this. Go yellow, thank God. Oh God. <laughs> Ooh, Shout out to dude, the banana color that they not it, bro. The I see like reels, like TikToks <laughs> and reels of that, and I'm like, yo, they they look awful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they look really silly. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah, hope they don't man. do that again. But uh, yeah, that was their anniversary. It was like however many years, you know, we got to be the banana crew <laughs> at Monza. <laughs> Yeah, looking like a group of minions out there, dude. <laughs> yeah, not even. They pulled the Mario Kart where they were letting the banana slide out the back real quick, catch a spin out. <laughs> it's time. Oh, man. Like, literally, like, and I don't know. Verstappen, what do you guys think about? What do you guys think about this this championship? Who's who's winning? Who's winning it? Ooh. Do we have to talk about this? I'm about to end the show. I know, like, oh. you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say. Like, I was like, oh, oh God. God. That's That's awesome. Like, what kind of question is that, man? I know, I know. You can't, I, you're going to come on my show asking me about Max Verstappen. Have you not seen oh, a previous episode not. before? <laughs> I actually haven't seen your previous Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, man, that's a double slap. How about? You got to listen to this song. You can't come on your show asking about him. Nah, it's gonna be your first and last show, Miles. All right, wait. Right, yo, hold on. Yo, Miles, let me help you out real quick. Let me help like, you out real quick. How do we feel about Perez and, and Verstappen? You know, grand opening, grand closing. With, with the little white flag. Uh, you know, yeah. He finished like like I'm looking at the computer now, like 12 seconds back from uh Max. So that's not great. I mean, um. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, like, it's not it's not horrible, I guess. But, like, you definitely, you know. The thing is, is oftentimes you see Perez fighting for, like, third and then, like, or from third or, like, from fourth or something and then gets to second and it's like, that was a great race, you know? Like, woo, vamos. Like, you know, like, we did great. Like, you know? <laughs> it's like, you, it's <laughs> like, you know, and He's like, I'm still fighting for the championship, you know, like, you know, I don't know. It's like, dude, you got to start like first or second and like win races. Like you need to be able to fight Max. Because to me, I think Perez is a really good like driver, like not even just like, like pace wise, he could do like definitely do better. But like, this is a driver that can make overtakes. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I feel like this is a driver that can like do special things around like with a car like you know very aggressive like overtakes you know from the outside at times and just doing crazy stuff with a car it's just, like, 
that that consistency and pace like is just not on max's level and it's like it's really tough you know honestly too i don't even think like i wonder if red bull would even let him be as fast as hmm. like honestly hear me Good out right? hear me out hear okay. me out why would that? like you know what i mean like let's say like let's say like like there's a point like where sergio is just like all of a sudden just quicker you know what i mean maybe he's like driving faster i don't really think the cars like why would that car be anywhere near as quick as verstappen's like i don't i don't really know look I don't, I don't really think that's how, like, F1 really works. Like, I don't know if, if it's really true. Like, why would a, a number one team, like, like for, like, something like Alpine, yeah, the cars need to be, like, dead even. But, like, why, like, you know, I'm not saying Red Bull is like this. You know, I'm not saying their cars are like this. I'm just saying, like, like, why would they not be like this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why would one okay. not be just a little bit like you know what I mean? Like to me. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll answer I your know. point, and then we'll close the show out because you know that, it's that time. But I'll I'll say this: uh, between those two, it's very obvious, as you alluded to, who the faster driver is. Yeah. Um, last year, we we saw like early in the season, the car did suit Sergio a bit more than it suited Max. And then as they continued to develop the car more towards what Max liked, we saw exactly what happened to Sergio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, They're going to develop it in a certain headshot. Like, again, like, <laughs> Sergio's a real good driver. He's there for a reason. Obviously, for Red Bull, you would put someone like him in the car next to Max as opposed to someone who's even faster who would then really challenge him and disrupt the flow of the team. That's terrible you would do in most F1 circumstances. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to phrase it, Max pretty much has him covered. Uh, he, he ain't losing no sleep over him. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree for sure. I, I don't know. I don't – at the same time, though, I don't think – I don't think he's like a, like a boss ass, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think – I think he's quicker than him. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's like, like, I don't know. I, I am very, <laughs> I feel like he should be quicker. Like, I, I, I feel like there should be a little bit more from Perez. You know what I mean? I, but it is Max Verstappen at the same time. Like, we are talking about a guy from from the jump that was like, that just is who he is right yeah, now. At the top. I'll, I'll leave it. At, I'll leave it at this. I would say that in order for Perez to step forward to dial up the volume to like eleven, we need to see him applying more effort as far as driver development and feedback to the team as how they can improve the car to tailor it more to his skill set. The same way that Max is able to do when he can do that type level of communication, I feel like we could see him in a completely different position. But until that happens. I feel like they're not on the same playing field when it comes to that category. I, I think last year he did because he spoke about how the car w was going further and further away from what he liked. But when you're mm -hmm. the driver, that's kind of just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sorry, bro. 
I think in my closing statement, I'll just say if we can all remember what Danny's last season at Red Bull looked like and how close he was to Max and how, I mean, even if you want to go back to think about Max closing the door on him at Baku at turn one and him just going right back into the back of Max's car and they both DNF that race that season. And then I think that was also the last time Danny also scored a, um, uh, uh, first at, at Monaco as well. So that was a car that suited both drivers and both drivers had immense ability. Mm. Any was just second fiddle to Max and they were favoring Max very clearly in terms of strategy. And Danny did not like that because the dude was a veteran Red Bull driver. Like why not put some respect on him? Right. So that's ultimately why he left because he realized that the team was favoring Max overall. And then once he left, and then I think it was Albon that took his seat right after that. At yeah. that point, why cater a car to someone like Albon when you have like like a, a potential like legend like uh, Verstappen inside the car, like favor him. Albon can learn whatever he needs to and make the car work for him. Obviously, that didn't work out in the end. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Pierre have the same problem as well. And then now you have Checo. Just like I think with mm. it's just like I see the trend you're labeling. You see what I mean? Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna design the car to the guy who has the best chance to win it, and then at the uh, at the end of it all, when you look at who needs to take that seat, they went for someone who has immense experience and who someone who was out of contract. So, Checo yeah. is the best bet, and it's it's working out. But you're right, dude. Finished 12 seconds behind Max. Like that that shows you the disparity in cars, and it might all mm-hmm. also the disparity in pace that Checo has. But yeah. It's still, even if Checo comes in at P2 and he's 12 seconds behind Max, that just also shows how quick that Red Bull is. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Because yeah, like, they still finish no. another, like, 20. They both finish. Like, Perez is, like, another 20-something seconds away from Alonzo. You know what I mean? So. That's a good point. Yeah. It yeah. really doesn't matter anyways. Like, you know, he could really just kind of, like, he's going to get paid. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to. Is, you know, he's going to at least maybe get one or two or three wins out of the season, right? And, I mean, I, I would assume so because, I mean, first of all, we know Verstappen's probably going to DNF at least one of the races, you know, not saying hopefully, but, like. No, 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 hopefully. Cars just aren't, they're, they're F1 cars. They're just complicated cars. He's going to have something happen, and that's where that Sergio's supposed to, pick up the pieces, right? And I think, you know, that's just kind of, at, at, at this point, that's just kind of his role right now. You know what I mean? And I think he'll do that. Like, he is the driver that's going to do that. So, um, you know, he's going to cross the line and be, you know, you know, yeah, I did it. Like, woo. Like, you know, he's always very happy there. You know what I mean? As he should be, I guess. But, like. I'm willing to yeah. bet Steve has a Max Voodoo doll somewhere. all too much comment below if you guys want us to hear more f1 well if you want to hear more f1 episodes from us we have some other things coming uh yeah you know uh it's going to be a good year you definitely will see more of us the usual we're on youtube spotify apple we're out here let us know what you hit that like button Hit that like button. Do it for me. Do it for Steve. Do it for the love. Do it for the culture. Come on. Show some love, baby. It's free. It's free. We'll talk to you guys in the next one.